we're back at the ranch. Do I look official? In your robe? Yes. <laughs> In my headphones? <laughs> yes, but those are my headphones. Oh, I know. And all of the, the um, what do you call the adapters for all of the technology? technology. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Uh, we are back. I wanted to make this sound better, so I had to do some actual thinking on how to work my equipment. Now, I'm a musician. I have been traveling for 15 years with the same sound system. I'm that person. So we we recorded an entire podcast last week, and I had to trash it because... I think it was 57 minutes and 41 seconds of pure gold content. It was. It was good content. But yeah, we since we were on the podcast last, we talked about, or we have had a lot going on. We have, we did Halloween. We have a batch of baby kitties in the house that are basically free-range cats now. Um, if anyone wants a cat. <laughs> or two or three. You've hunted with. Let's see. Their names are Katie and Kit and pumpkin. Yes. And they are Which you've been you were very good very invested in the names of those kittens. Like you were getting you were like veto vetoing kitten names. I don't understand why you're so the, invested. Cuz the naming thing got to be so bad. Well, they're li- like of course. Were they all named Ellie? They name everything Ellie. No, it was like whitey and gray yeah. and fluffy and whitey. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know. It was all yeah. very, they weren't names. You were, were like, like, kids, you're not naming the kitten Whitey. <laughs> kind of like Chicken Nugget. Oh, yeah. One of our horse. Be a new horse. We have a new horse, too. We have so much to talk about. But first of all, I have to tell you, did you vote today? Yes. Did you go in and vote? Yes. I also did. I was wearing we're bright. Right to politics. No, no. This, I just have an embarrassing story because I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> So I'm thinking like, okay, I'm ha- my day today has been planned to like, I just really wanted to stay on task and I did pretty good. So I'm like, okay, I had a meeting and then I, on my ba- way back to the office from the meeting, I was going to stop and vote. I was feeling like good, feeling like I got the kids to school on time, have a bright pink sweatshirt on, sweater on, so I cannot be missed. I'm strutting my adult self into the voting place, the civic center, a building that has been there my entire life. A bunch of people coming in and out of there. That's a good thing. Lots of people voting. I walk in the door, and then there's glass doors to my left. That's a exit. Yep. In like 50 signs. Uh Uh-huh. Who tries to get in all four of those doors? (laughs) While everyone, like I'm looking, I think what happened is I'm looking where I want to go. I see all my friends (laughs) voting. I want to get in. There's a guy behind me, instead of realizing that it says exit, which, by the way, wasn't at eye level. It was at belly level. So who's at belly level? Well, I know I saw it because I started to turn because that's the normal, normal way to go in. And I went to go that way, and I'm like, oh, exit, exit, exit. I'm like, not You looked way. down. I didn't look down. I looked ahead. But, but I did look down to <laughs> maneuver the door, but I didn't see him. Tried all of them. Then I said, "Is there another way to get in?" Oh my gosh! I can't <laughs> vote. The guy behind me, it, he would have if he if he could have if it wouldn't have been weird, grabbed my head and like moved it forward. He was like, "Yep, right over there." Like the other door, just walk five more paces. There's the entrance. <laughs> and I then what do you say? You're just like. <laughs> like then you feel like a dumb girl, which I hate feeling like a dumb girl. But I was a dumb girl. At least you're voting for the leadership of our <laughs> state. Glad I showed up today. I hope there's <laughs> there, there's a door measure on the ballot. What a dummy! So then I'm paranoid about everything that I'm doing there, like because it's kind of intimidating to vote. Really, like it shouldn't be, but it kind of is. Like, there's just a lot going on. I know a lot of people in there. They're trying to talk to me. I'm trying to make sure I have the things I need. It's super slick, but then I'm all of a sudden, like, super paranoid. I don't know. So I'm, like, reading the rules, and I'm trying to read the rules and read the rules, and I'm like, 
Why would you ever have to vote party line? I don't get it. I know. It makes no sense. I'm not a party. I, know. I don't vote party lines. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's frustrating. Because then it's like, well, if you didn't, yeah, it shouldn't be that way. I don't get, I don't, I don't like it. But and then you have to march your butt up to like a sophisticated. <laughs> it's not sophisticated. <laughs> mm, it's, uh, How long have I been voting since I'm 18? How long have oh. I been voting? Every time I get like anxiety about putting my ballot in the machine. This time the machine was like fancy and new, and it was like place your sheet here. And aren't they always like that? Well, this one was newer than the ones that I voted mm, on before. That's because I don't know if you've heard, but we've had some <laughs> voter. Yeah. Confidence Confidence. issues. (laughs) So anyways, well, they could be confident. (laughs) Confident that the most intelligent people are Showed up today. (laughs) You don't need a brain. You just need a driver's license. And I said this on here before, but the amount of times I've walked into the wrong car in this town, I have to get a new car. There are a lot of But also, when you got that car, there wasn't a lot of those cars. Well, there was... I'm going to have to put a fuzzy. Because you had that Lincoln thing before, Mm -hmm. and everybody had Had that. Well, everyone has an SUV. We had that, well, before that, then you had the crossover thing, the Mm -hmm. GMC thing. Yep. And everybody had that. Well, everyone has. I think, you know how, you know, minivans minivans used to be the way. (laughs) I think you need a full blast. Van Van. Van Dura with the plush. Edie would crushed velvet swivel seats. Do it. She and would a table. Be they so have a table in them. They're like almost. They don't even. Almost a camper. They don't make those anymore, do they? They're so. I don't know. They're like a camper should, van. Oh, it's not like we can buy a new one anyway. So <laughs> why don't we just find an old one? <laughs> well, just kidding. My aunt Patty had one of those, and she would drive up from Arizona. Pat probably still has. She it. probably still has it. I could call her. Oh, Edie would be so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. I showed up on Halloween with my witch hat on just to see what she would do. She, I thought she was going to be super embarrassed about that. She wasn't really because it was Halloween and everyone was dressed up. But she would not be about me and, like, an old fan. I told her, because she, because every car looks the same in school pickup, that I was going to put, like, a fuzzy ball on my antenna so she could tell it was me so I wouldn't have to get out every time. Don't you get out and stand there? But you don't have to. She wants me to. And it holds no, up the line. That's what I, do. I feel bad about it because all the other parents are like, get back in the car. I'm sure. I, you and Edie both think <laughs> a little too much about what the other parents are thinking about. Well, she wants me to get out just I'm to make sure. I'm the one thinking, you people better not run over my kid. Oh, is that why you get Well, that's, that's safety, Sam. Put your mic up a little more. There. Okay. <laughs> Then it tickles my mustache. <laughs> Your beard is out of control. It is very out of control. I gave and you the I'm world. I'm pretty sure oh. it still has spray foam insulation oh, embedded yeah. in it last time we the t- garage. <laughs> last time we talked, I don't know. I think that didn't make it on the, <laughs> the, when we scrapped that last podcast. Chad was covered completely in spray foam because dad had on a whim the idea that you were going to spray foam his garage. And you spray foamed your entire body in the process and potentially like your eyeballs. I don't know how not to. And I wore the most amount of personal protective equipment mm-hmm. that I have ever worn. Like I had the full suit on. Like I only your beard and eyeballs were That you can't off. see out of anymore. No. I had, oh, I had a hat on. Yeah, I know. But apparently there was a tuft of my hair sticking <laughs> out the bottom of my hat because I foamed that all up. Yeah, your beard. I looked like a pony that got into the cockaburs. Yeah, you did, and I threw your sh- like you tried to put your shirt in the wash, like it was gonna wash off. I threw that away, but you threw that shirt away. Yeah, I've had that shirt for twenty years. Well, it might be time. <laughs> it might be no, time. No, it gives you something to pick at while you're sitting. No, you just no. pick the. I know from experience. Remember when I came in? <laughs> He's upset. Chad's <laughs> upset. Listen, the only way I can get you to throw anything away. Is if this is what we do? Tell me if there's other couples out there. Chad has every T-shirt since 1995 wrestling. Like you have saved everything, right? Well, Some of the T-shirts you can see through. Well, those are the comfy and I know ones. those are the comfy ones. But there's a point where you can't fit one more T-shirt in a drawer. Like we're gonna just that we're it's gonna be all we own. So I'll have to sit you down and go through your closet. So that you can make the tough decisions, but you have to make them on the spot. We've done that before. It's due. It's time. It's time to do it again. 
go through your t-shirts. Are you ready for it? You you speak as though you don't have a similar issue. No, I am perfect. Don't <laughs> we know? <laughs> yeah. Also, this I gave you the world's worst haircut. Like there was No, I have seen worse. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not my best. I need to hire somebody. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> so hire someone to do your haircuts. I mean, the price they, is right. They do have people that do those. But you have to go to town to do that. You have to, like, get off the ranch. And then I get to where I, like, can't look at your hair anymore. And, and the thing is, it looks okay once I cut it. Then it starts growing out, and then you look like a toy. <laughs> I think that we just need to go Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt style. Yeah. And just let it grow, let, her let it flow. But somehow... He was like in the 1800s in the middle of Montana. And had highlights. <laughs> he had highlights and a perfectly sculpted, like, Well, let's just talk about Brad Layered Pitt. hair. Because you know we both would marry him if we had a chance. Like, Brad Pitt from Legends of the Fall. Yeah. I don't know if I'd marry him. But you I have, like to look at him. You have a crush on He's him. He's nice to look at. <laughs> he is nice I to I mean, look. come on. I know. He fought a bear with a knife. I know. That show is epic. That, that one. Is that's a good the one. The greatest movie of all time. Yeah, that's a good one. That and... Especially if you love being super depressed and crying a yeah. lot. Terrible. Yep, terrible. And then somehow walk away from it saying, oh, that was, was really a great good. movie. Like, yeah, in the end, it nothing really good happened. That's the kind of no, shit I like, though. That's and I don't usually the like problem. I usually hate those kind of movies. This is why I'm trying. This is it's dark now. Daylight saving time savings time happened. It's light in the morning when I bring the kids to school, but we get home. It's five o'clock. It's dark. It's starting this season, right? So I'm trying my best. Like I went on the treadmill today. That's that's like sure did. <laughs> You're supposed to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was waiting for the rest of the story. You, you absolutely went on. What the did you say to me? Because I have not busted that the treadmill out for a long time. When I told you I was gonna go down, go down to the treadmill the other day. What did you say to me, like big old husband? What like did you big say? Old yeah, like a husband thing to say to me about me going on the treadmill. Like, are you sure it still works or something smart ass? Yeah, I said you better take the bed off of it because <laughs> for the last eight months it's been a play bed for the kid. Come down here and you have to tell everyone, I'm going downstairs <laughs> to go on the treadmill, which is fine. But if you want to get away from the children, I you know. do not tell them where you're going. They and all you especially don't tell them you're going to do a thing that you don't normally do. They came down one by one to have their turn on the treadmill. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, and tonight they really wanted to come down. They're like, I'm Rosie said, I just want to go downstairs. And I said, Rosie, you never want to go downstairs. No, because it's scary. You just told me like 15 minutes ago about how the monsters live down mm -hmm. there. And now all of a sudden you want to go down there. Yep, because she wants to go on the treadmill. Yep. So Rosie's in basketball now. It is stinking cute. She went to basketball with Ada, her cousin. My little sister was a basketball player. I, <laughs> everyone likes to. Tell remind me of how unathletic I was, like everyone in my family. Yeah, so I like how you say was. <laughs> I went on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I have a knee injury. <laughs> I had to call. This was low point. Okay, if we we're doing high low of the week, I had to call the doctor, like the orthopedic. <laughs> Excuse me, I have a goiter. <laughs> Yes, hello. Um, I have some fluid on my kneecap. I need drained. That's the phone call I had to make today, the other day. And they're like, oh, yes, yes, yes. We've seen this before. But it just keeps growing. Like, my kneecap is, is like it's twice a golf the ball. <laughs> it's, a, it's a golf ball. But what is that? What is it? I hope it's not a, mm. it's not a tumor. I'm sensitive about that word. But it is a goiter. It is like fluid. <laughs> I think I'd rather have a tumor. <laughs> anyway, it's not cute. I need to get that out of there Jesus. before. Yeah, it's not good. I have to get that out of there before short season. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not the athletic one. Stop looking at it. <laughs> yeah, now like a I'm magnet so for your eyes. It's just, <laughs> a, what is that? It just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, it definitely does. It's <laughs> I 
why don't I have one of those in my boobs? A misplaced golf ball is good anywhere in no, your body. No, I shouldn't joke about it. I, th- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't joke about it if I thought it was something serious, but it has a name. It's just accumulated fluid. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go get it drained. Anyway, so everyone in my family likes to tease me. So when some one of my kid, kids does something athletic, then it's like, ooh, that's not from you. <laughs> and every time one of them falls, which is often, by the way, especially Edie, it's, oh, just like her mother. So e- Alex is super excited that Rosie's really into basketball. They get there. Their Parks and Rec program is so cute. There's like 700 kids that go out for basketball. She got a little basketball, a little jersey. She came home. She's dribbling, 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 dribbling under her leg. She shot baskets in Alex's basement all weekend. She made me turn on music so she could make an entrance like Space Jam. Because remember when we were Medora and they had the basketball stunt guys in the oh, intermission? Yeah, yeah. And remember Rosie was falling asleep and want asking when, when the musical is over? Yeah, musical, not her jam. Well, you weren't there, but I told you this. So she was like, oh, when is this over? Edie was infatuated, absolutely infatuated, loved it. The basketball players come on the stage. They start doing major stunts, jumps, flips on the stage. It's like a Harlem Globetrotter kind, situation. Yeah, really, really good. E- Rosie perks up, loves it. Edie, I thought this was a dancing show. <laughs> She's pissed. <laughs> so... That's where, where we're at. So Edie's not in basketball. And I can't remember. Oh, so she was practicing that. Well, then also this week they had cartwheel-a-thon and our gymnastics and cheer. So they're both in cheer and gymnastics. They have to see how many cartwheels they can do in three minutes. We've been timing Rosie well, all weekend to prepare for this on Monday. I had to time her 68. I bet she I bet she threw 7,000 cartwheels on the floor in her leotard. Um, very competitive. She told me, I'm nervous. My, bo- my brain just keeps telling me that I can't do it. And I said, well, you just need to tell your brain that it can do it. Say, just, you don't know what you're talking about, brain. And she said, well, I know because I believe in myself. <laughs> She's got a touch of the drama oh, also. Oh, she did so good. She got third place. I think some of the other kids were doing somersaults, but she was doing perfect cartwheels. I was very proud of her. So that's what we did on Monday. But, well, and the thing is, she's just like, Rosie's just like Alex. She's super competitive. And so Alex is just like connecting with her. Well, Alex's little Ada is more like me. So we were taking a walk between the two houses the other day. Rosie and Alex were racing. Ada said to me, this is Ada's my little spirit animal. We're walking. Ada goes, I don't want to race. My whole body hurts. <laughs> I'm like, you and me both, sister. Alex and Rosie are like, okay, let's pick the spot where we race to. And then Rosie yeah. tries to cheat just like Alex tries to cheat. So they're yep. the same person. Isn't yep. that funny? Just like it is the girl at softball or t-ball that mm-hmm. would be playing with the butterflies in the outfield. Yeah. She's just with no care in the world about mm-hmm. what's happening holding with the ball. Yeah. Holding a grasshopper, making it her pet. So Alex is I'm like, well you've got I've I'll take Ada. We'll go do we'll go do a craft project. We'll go collect butterflies and you can take Rosie to basketball because I got I have nothing to say about basketball. <laughs> yeah. She's super into basketball right now. Yeah. So anyway. But I'm trying to think. So, yeah, we're on new sound equipment. Hopefully we sound a little bit better for you all. Um, But we've gone through a lot of just like every family. The last couple weeks have been really busy. You spent the weekend deer hunting with our niece um, who's going to get her driver's license or her driving permit. So did you let her drive all all weekend then, helping her, teaching her? Chad's taught all Mm. the nieces kind of how to drive. I don't know what the right thing to say. (laughs) Well, she practiced. And she also said that she yeah. do saw and some deer. I got her to walk almost five miles. Yeah. You, five, yeah. It was four, well, In my walk said it was 4.96. And she didn't have the right shoes. She said, because I was like, oh, jealous, because I would have liked to go on that walk. And she was like, no, you wouldn't. 
<laughs> but you didn't you didn't get a deer and you dropped her off and when you came home you saw something right on the road so that's par for the course but it was cold and snowy and now we are basically in winter so um that's the weather update what is it like 20 degrees today it got pretty nice it thawed out i think it was 32 32 something like that it's cold this morning it's like coming up it's gonna be um negative uh, five no. Two nights in a row. Really? High of 19. You're lying. No, not at all. Sometimes during hunting season, though, I remember there being like negative 20 temperatures yeah, in low, November. Lows in the negatives and highs in the high teens, low 20s and for the next 10 days. That's awesome. So, yeah, next week we're selling calves, so that will be fun. Oh, yeah. And preg checking. Preg checking. That's going to be, be freezing. Um, and we don't have a barn to do that stuff in. So that vet's going to, we're all going to be cold that day. <laughs> cool. Well, I already had to cancel. I was going to go to a library. I was going to read the book at a library in Hazen. And she called today and she's like, um, you might want to reschedule. We're supposed to have like eight inches of blowing snow. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I think I'll reschedule. So when you're rescheduling for weather in November, it's going to be a long year. But I did want to talk about Halloween a little bit because we were the Wizard of Oz and that was really funny. And that's something we talked about last week that you all didn't get to hear is Chad's epic Halloween costume. And it's old news now. Everyone's like moved on to ha from Halloween and we're basically on Christmas. No one cares about Thanksgiving anymore. It's like not a thing. I don't understand because Thanksgiving is the greatest. You think that you think that's the greatest? It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest. Is it? It's just an epic meal. It's a good meal. The day before Thanksgiving is the number one party day in America. Yeah, if you're in college. <laughs> uh, so I had planned all these Halloween costumes for quite some time. We decided to be Wizard of Oz. The girls hadn't watched Wizard of Oz yet, and in my mind, I was thinking it was too scary for them because it was like a scary movie when we were kids because of the flying monkeys. And I don't know. I just thought they can't, Edie can't even hear ominous music on a movie and without freaking out. But I thought they should watch it before they dressed up as it for Halloween. And she was going to be Dorothy, of course. Rosie was a scarecrow, but a cute scarecrow. And um, then I was going to be the witch, and then you were going to be the Tin Man. Tin Man. So we watched it, and I was like ready to fast forward through the flying monkeys part and it didn't even phase them <laughs> no <they did laughs> because zero, zero cares. they Edie could tell like they were just people dressed up but like that's the tech like that's the way movies have changed over time so much because we were not in the land of like cgi when we were growing up um so they didn't and Edie loved it she watched it like five times and then once rosie saw the scarecrow then she was a little bit like Oh, that scarecrow's ugly. <laughs> so I had to convince her to be the scarecrow last minute. But we did trunk or treat, and I made like a whole. Yeah, she always gets second kid things like, oh, yeah, of course, Edie gets to be Dorothy with her cute dress. And then Rosie found out the scarecrow was, in fact, a guy, and he yeah. was not cute. And I know. So if we're going to do group costumes next year, I think we might have to find She can have like first dibs. Well, or something with a little more like. Well, she was so cute. She had a little skirt. Two girls. Yeah, she had a little skirt and a cute little hat. She had a little makeup on. She was very cute. She was adorable. But I, I feel her pain on being the yeah. second kid. Well, I was the middle kid. I always had to be the boy. My sister, my older sister. Not for Halloween, you didn't have to be the boy. For every kind of game that we would, because my older sister was a dancer, and she's tiny. And so she would always want to do, thank God so we didn't have. <laughs> she's a tiny dancer? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So thank God we didn't have YouTube, because this would all be there. Yeah, we would oh, yeah, video they us. let you play with cameras. They let us use the, the video camera, and so we'd put on dances, and I would have to be the guy, and she would be the girl, and so that's why I n always want to lead when we dance. And I would wear suspenders and slick my hair back and paint a mustache on. <laughs> In my mind, it was like a t maybe I was Italian <laughs> or Greek. Anyways. <laughs> I would do 
one time I made two homemade men. <laughs> and I made them, I taped them to a broom so they could be backup singers. So we were all three, like, connected, and we were backup singers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I hope we can never unearth that tape. Anyways, I want to tell the people about your costume. So I was <laughs> shopping. I happened to be in a big town before Halloween, and I was looking for a costume for you, but I didn't want to spend, like, $60 on the t actual Tin Man costume. <laughs> Because yeah, no, I'm too frugal for that. So I thought, well, I'll just tell Chad to get like a funnel out of the garage and I'll spruce it up a little bit, put him in like a gray sweatsuit or something. And you saw what I was working on, which was sort of pathetic. And I said, well, just go and get your funnel from the garage. And Chad comes, <laughs> he comes back with the world's oldest, number one, and most giant funnel, huge funnel. It's like, twice the size of your head, and then, um, and, weighed 20 pounds. <laughs> and so you, what did you do? You put it in the sink and took like 70 well, years of grime, 15 of the pounds off of it. Cause it was, I don't know, a hundred years worth of <laughs> funnel sentiment. <laughs> and, um, this is 20 minutes before we have to leave for trunk or treat, by the way. So you ha wind up having, like, the winning costume. Well, then you go to your, I don't know, the depths of your garage somewhere and find, like, this, what is it? Like, shiny insulation stuff? What is it? Yeah, ductwork. Ductwork. <laughs> I'm in the shower. He comes up. All, my whole family is in the bathroom. Chad's dressed in ductwork and a giant funnel on his head, and the kids are like, what do you think of this Tin Man? It was the best Tin Man costume, and you got to wear it twice, up and down Main Street for Trail of the Treats and then the Trunk or Treat. So I was very proud of that. My only contribution was really cutting the little heart out that you put around your neck. And you got to wear your regular outfit <laughs> with a hat, and then you called it a witch. <laughs> I paint. I had the girls paint my face green. Yeah, I was a did, good witch. Green I had to get my own witch hat because I usually borrow my mom's. My mom's been a witch every Halloween since the beginning of time. And by a witch, she puts a hat on because <laughs> she's wears all black like all the time. Anything that's cute, you know. My mom's not gonna humiliate herself in the name of Halloween like me, who went as white trash. I literally cut the bottom out of a trash can and put my body in it, and I barely fit. And then you had bruises for a week. Yeah, but it was in the name of the costume. I love Halloween. I love to make the costumes. I love everything about it. kind of pisses me off when I think about it for two months and then you just pull it out of your garage and you have, like, the best costume. But I, I can support that. It was part of a team effort, so I'm going to not be But upset. you don't know how long I was thinking about it because you told me to wear a gray sweatsuit. <laughs> and that would have been... How long were you thinking about it? 25 minutes. <laughs> I, know, I, I actually wasn't thinking about the stuff that I wore. I have actual, like, tin duct work. So you're but I didn't want to go, like, I didn't want to cut myself and do all yeah. the work of, like, like that would have looked exactly like you could have made the 1939 an because that's what he was wearing tin was, man. like, legit yeah. duct work. Yeah. And that is, like, what do you have that stuff look at that garage. movie. <laughs> You just didn't have time to actually build a whole yeah, Tin Man I just costume. didn't want to. Like, but that's mostly the thing. I didn't want to cut my arms and legs. Did you have homemade costumes when you were growing up? Yeah, you don't get paid for costumes. No, but like, ever. what were you? He-Man? I don't know. Uh, lots of stuff. The only one, the I guess. Did your mom sew your costume? Yes. So that brings us to the sewing portion of this evening. <laughs> because I've been known to hot glue the shit out of everything in my life, right? Yeah. So Rosie was a little fish one year, and Edie was a little mermaid, and I took a little sweatsuit it's some felt, and I hot glued and puffy painted the best, cutest little fish costume. No sewing. I have sewing PTSD from home ec class. My mom doesn't sew. My mom by sewed. By PTSD, you mean you sewed. Uh-huh, and it was, tra <laughs> <laughs> it was traumatic. Like nothing, nothing bad happened to your Oh, folks. I broke. She just didn't, <laughs> didn't do well. I broke like 47 needles. I owed my home ec teacher like $47. And there's something about like getting on that sewing machine. And I've said this before, but there's like a pedal and there's like, you have to concentrate on too many things at once. Right. And so I feel like when I panic, 
I just hit the pedal harder and it just goes faster and things go. It's and like. And then you tried to pull it while the sewing machine is trying to make it go. It's just too much. Like it's out of my, it's out of control. I can't manage it. It's too much happening at once. It's like when you get on a motorcycle or a moped or something and you're trying to like feel, figure out like the throttle and you There's push a whiskey, it. Whiskey throttle. Yep. Is that what it's called? Whis whiskey throttle on a sewing it's machine. Like <laughs> I just start see the a version. I see a sewing machine and I start like getting sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I don't know, champagne throttle or something. Yeah, no, it's like too much coffee, maybe. It's just anxious. Boone's farm throttle. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we don't have a sewing machine, but maybe I need to yes, get you do. one. Oh, your grandma's from 1950. It's like. We don't even have, we don't have the antique, antique cool ones that people use for decor. We have the one from like 1950 that's in a giant like desk. Utilitarian. Yeah, it's not, we're not pulling that baby out. It folds up. You folds think down. that you could, do? You, that was a nice gift from Leona, rest in, may she rest in peace, but that thing can go. That's not something we're ever going to use. Anyway, I can't remember where I was going with this. Oh, <laughs> imagine that. Um. Off on a tangent. You, you were sewing something. And oh, hot, hot gluing. Well, yeah, I like to hot. I like to pull out the hot glue gun for Halloween. Anyway, the weekend before that, Edie was really into um, Barbie doll clothes, and she was wanting to make doll clothes out of socks. Yeah, she must have watched a video or something. And Alex was doing it with Ada, and Alex doesn't really sew either because my mom doesn't really sew. My mom once tried to hem a pair of pants and sewed the pant leg together, <laughs> so she's just <laughs> over it. Like, that's not her. <laughs> but you... <laughs> and that was, like, in 1989, so she hasn't tried since. <laughs> it's just, like, I was a brownie once, like... And the Girl Scouts, I was a brownie for a hot, like a hot minute, like literally a day. And once she realized that we had to sew patches on, I think she was like, maybe you want to do something else. <laughs> I had like a safety pin. <laughs> so anyway, I maybe should have stayed in brownies to learn how to sew. <laughs> um, but so Edie was like determined that we were going to sew the, the um, sock dresses she had an idea it was going to be like a tube top and like a tube skirt and I'm like well Alex just cuts the back off and then like ties them together and I'm like let's tie it together no 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 we have to sew it let me get the hot glue gun no 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 okay fine we can get the hot glue gun I went to get the hot glue gun I turn around and Chad's camel clad in the kitchen he'd been hunting all weekend with a sewing kit out our pathetic sewing kit that I'm sure I got like as a freebie sewing not only the sock tube top but she wanted shorts shorts are different you sewed those shorts right up um you probably put a freaking button in I don't know like it kind of pisses me off that you're good at things just like like she oh. cut the pattern she cut the pattern and you're like oh just quick let me just get the sewing kit and sew this together when I would have been working on that for quite a bit longer but <laughs> you I don't it, it might be hard to be good at sewing but it's not hard to do sewing that I do no, it's not like hard. It's like tying a But knot. it is if you have sewing PTSD. <laughs> I didn't even have my thimble. <laughs> so when we were, I was seven, for my 17th birthday, Chad sewed me pants. Do you want to talk about that? We talked about it last week, but no one got to hear about it. I feel like people need to hear. I don't know. Do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, I, I feel think like it's better if you talk about it. <laughs> so one thing I did learn in that process was... Um, you, you need a pattern oh. to make clothes. But your, so here's a little bit of backstory. So your dad sews a little bit. Mm -hmm. Your mom sews. You had a sewing machine. Your dad sewed, what was, the, he sewed like hunting pants and. Yeah, he's made lots of stuff. There's just things about your family like that I admire where it's like you wanted to, you want something done. So I think they pass that trade on to you. And so you apparently saw a pair of pajama pants you thought I should have and you went down to Barrett's Pharmacy. Well, I first looked for them to buy them. Okay. Couldn't find them. I don't know where they are. Some place. This was in the olden days before Amazon. Oh so yeah, this was, this was the 90s. In the 90s. In the 1900s. <laughs> yeah, it was last, so last century. Yeah. <laughs> and so... You went down to the local pharmacy that has the fabric store, picked out 
crushed red velvet. Boy, were the ladies happy to help me pick out a seventeen-year-old yeah. <laughs> football player. <laughs> Did you tell them you're sewing pants for your girlfriend? Yep. Oh my God! Did they give? They didn't recommend a pattern at that point. Mm, no. No, they, they were just help, help you pick fabric. out the fabric and cut it. Shorted me on the material a little bit. Little high water, little capri style. Yeah, you I didn't really know like how long I was. You didn't measure me. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Like you, s- you buy fabric by the yard. Yeah. Well, how much pants can you make out of a yard of fabric? <laughs> I don't I'm gonna tell don't you. Don't ask me. You can't me. make one pair out of one yard. I just blacked out yard. Because you need to cut, you need to cut the patterns and they need to reshape it. I yeah, mean, it's it, a lot. It, it's involved. It's involved. I feel like I could do better now. <laughs> I feel. I have a little experience. I'm jealous. I feel like I want. I want to be good at sewing. I want. Then just do it. I know, but then I just. It's. Like the first time, probably not gonna be good at it. Yeah, that's true. Second time, better. Then you get better. <sighs> then you get better. And I just want like to said, go from what's in sewing. my head and know, make. I know it. how to sew. But I don't know how. Well, I like all the stitches in the proper everything. Did not know what I was what I was getting for my seventeenth birthday. I was a senior in high school. I think I got you a bow. I think yeah. yeah. You were turning eighteen. Our birthdays are close. And we had a birthday party with all our friends at your house. (laughs) I'm gonna post a picture on my on the blog of them because I have it. I opened this (laughs) box. And it's red velvet pants, and I try them on, <laughs> and the butt, the seam of the butt is crooked. A little crooked. And they're short. They don't really fit very well. But what a sweet. I was pretty. I was. Pretty I can't believe you did that. Like they got them on. <laughs> what a sweet thing for you to do. It's just very a random thing that a teenage boy would work. Like the idea that you worked with your mom. And went down and shopped for them and spent time doing something like that. I still have them. I'll have them. Oh, you'll have to bury me in them. <laughs> They're so special. Um, anyway. I don't know if your knee goiter will fit in them. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't plan it room is, for that. It's getting bad enough where some of my pants, I can't. It, by, by some, you mean all <laughs> My tight pants. I can't well, wear my can't tight pants. Into, I meant you could see it through. You can see it through. You can see it. It's not good. It's you not used sexy. You to only be able to see it when your knee was bent. Back in now you can see back in the summer. <laughs> back in summer when it was just a mere goiter. <laughs> when, when I thought there was a chance it might go away. There's <laughs> no chance now. No chance now. I'm going to have to name it. Anyway, uh, Chad w- came when we went to college at UND. I was in choir. I was in the, for a hot minute, uh, the women's choir, and they made us wear these really hideous choir gowns. And they sent them home with us and said, uh, you know, we have this concert and they need to be hemmed for proper length. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm have to sew this? Like, thinking about how I could hot glue the <laughs> hem of that. And Chad comes over to my dorm and hangs it up. And I don't know where you got the sewing kit, if you went and bought it or if you brought it with you. And is Everybody hemming. It's a sewing kit. It's a, no. It's a thing you need to have. Yeah, not in it's this. Like, like I know. Band aids and a sewing kit. You know, that's not wrong. Like, that is that should be, but that's not real. It's real in your world. He's sewing the hem on my choir dress, and all of my friends in the dorm are like coming by. Because you're cute. You were cute then, and you're cute now, even despite your bad haircut. I know. (laughs) 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 And I just saw a picture of me. Well, anyway, what I was going to say, they would have all stolen you from me if they could have. None of them loved me. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, what the heck? Anyway, so you did that for me. Um, but I just, a woman who reads my columns just sent me a package with some newspaper clippings and she must be from Grand Forks. Uh, she sent me pictures, printed out pictures of me singing in the Urban Stampede Coffee House when I was probably like a sophomore or freshman in college. The haircut I had going, the outfit, like, you know, when you look back on it, regular. Does uh, that haircut, haircut was like a triangle Curl, I was not oh, good. That was when you cut it short that one time. It was not good. And I had like a corduroy. Edie looked at it and In she defense, goes. defense, I warned you about okay, that. Okay, I don't need any. You, <laughs> I can talk about your hair. You may not talk about mine. Don't you know? Edie looked at that picture and she goes, not, she has said nothing. Is that you? Yes, I don't like those pants. 
like me neither <laughs> right now. <laughs> so this is what pisses me off about you. You have s- remained, d- even in the bad haircut choices that you've made in your life. Oh, I had some bad ones. Re- like s- super handsome, cute, timeless look, really, except for a couple, you know, a couple years there in eighth and ninth grade where there's a middle part going on. When you look back at vintage pictures of also your parents. nineties. In the 90s. It was cool. It's very Zach Morris. <laughs> I, so then when you look back at vintage pictures of your parents and things, it's like, oh, my mom was like gorgeous, long black hair, beauty queen, literal beauty queen. My dad was like funky, Afro, guitar playing cowboy guy. Your dad was Bruce Springsteen. It basically exactly looked like, like Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. And in a flannel suit that his mom made. Yep. <laughs> polyester suit I look back at pictures of me it is not like that it is my kids do not say you look pretty they say I don't like those pants what there is nothing there's pictures of you and me and I am going to find them I'm going to put them on the blog you looking like the quintessential football player high school homecoming king that you were standing next to nerd city with the frizzy hair and like I wore men's wranglers and I was not cool. There's not no era of me that you look back on and be like, God, yeah. Yeah, except for you were cool. But like maybe in cool. the nerd cool. weird way, I think. You that. know, like you referenced your mom. Also, there are two, possibly three known pictures of your mom. That's true. So you have no reference. You don't. You can't pull Even up in her, her eighth grade pictures. Even in her 80s hair mom days, like she was Jane, she did a cattle women's aerobics pamphlet in Jane Fonda leotard, photos and everything. That was my mom. She taught aerobics and ballet. I, I, there was no part of me. Even I was in a, I was a musician, a nerdy folk musician. Yeah, but did she have leather pants? <laughs> No. This was later in my You're in my thirties. I was in a band star. in my thirties. Maybe I got a little cooler in my thirties. Potential. I am who I am. So <laughs> I am who I am. Um. Anyway, so we're a couple columns off. Last week's column that we that you missed, um, we didn't do a podcast on, was about the guys our friends coming hunting, and how they just took over the kitchen. But this week is a little heavier. I've been um noticing that Edie is coming into that age and she's almost seven, she'll turn seven this month, where she's just noticing a little bit that the world is scary, kind of. Like bad things happen. She's trying to understand them. Um, and they also, which they have to do, and I, I'm glad that they do do stuff, but got another thing today where they do like these drills yeah. at school for, did you know, we did, tornado drill that mm-hmm. was with tornado and fire they do like active shooter and building lockdown and mm-hmm. you know like yeah i don't even know what all else they do but just they're stuff, very aware just stuff that they have to do so mm-hmm. they have to yeah so i didn't know that she even really knew about school shootings until earlier this school year when she brought it up just randomly in um we were at the watford market she was sitting with my mom and she just said a boy in my class told me that there was a person that came into a school and shot kids and it was just out of nowhere and I was like what where did you hear that and um she heard it when she was in kids stop in the summer program so she'd been sort of sitting on that information and we had to work through it in the middle of this kind of light-hearted event we were at and lately at night when I put her to bed she's worried about war and I remember when I was a kid when I sort of became aware of what there's other things happening in the world and um i think she might have seen a clip of ukraine war on the news well somewhere it's veterans day and they're talking about and that now it's veterans stuff. day that's today but it's been like the last couple of weeks we've been talking about war and she needs to her mind to be settled before she goes to sleep because she just is worried about about it and it's a parenting moment because you know we have that philosophy that you kind of don't sugarcoat things so much but like try to be realistic with them but you don't Maybe be honest but be not honest honest but not graphic right so you don't want to say like i just didn't feel comfortable saying like that's never i don't know it's never going to happen because it's happening to people as we speak it's happening to families and but 
basically I talked to Alex about it too and she was like I remember when I said that very thing to dad and because she she and I remember it too but she remembers his response and I think it was a good one but basically Edie wanted an action plan and that was how Alex remembered it like if war comes here (laughs) if there's a bomb or if there's whatever she thinks war is what do we do and then you couldn't pacify it with it's never going to happen. She didn't want to hear it. She wanted to hear what's the plan of action if this happens here. And dad must have told Alex, like, well, at the ranch, you're at one of the safest places because you're remote and you're not in a city and we have everything we need and that sort of thing. So I kind of said that and that your parents are there to protect you and things. But, like, when you're talking, when you're saying that out loud... Like, it's hard to believe believe it, right? <laughs> like, what would you do? So that's kind of yeah, we've been well, working. Look, look at I mean, war-torn countries all around the world that are, it's not a what-if thing. Like, they're, it's happening. Yes. Right. I don't know. It's crazy. It's war. The idea that there even are wars is crazy. Yeah. That we're not evolved enough to use our brain that we can't figure it out is bananas. And it's happening on this planet that's shrunk for us in terms of like even when we were a kid. But kids. remember when our biggest fear was just lava? Yes. And that was an easy one because there's no lava here. She had. so like in there's the lava <laughs> in the world, but not here. That was easy. That's funny that you said that because I put it in the column. Like she feels things so big, but she's not really a scared kid, right? Like I haven't seen her be scared of much. Anything that's tangible that she can work through her mind that she can see like She's not scared of snakes. She's not scared of... Talking in school. Talking in school. She's shy. (laughs) She's afraid of that. Otherwise... And hot lava. So she had a real stint where she was worried about hot lava. She probably saw something on a movie. Could not convince her that hot lava wouldn't happen in North Dakota. This is sort of the war thing, only her brain's more evolved now. I also had to show her at one point in time. And this was a couple years ago when she was lava crazed. I... I had to show her on YouTube, like, how slow lava is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, if you just walk moderately fast, you can get <laughs> away from hot lava. But isn't that the thing? <laughs> when we were kids, we were watching shows. Quicksand was a big Ooh, thing. I thought there was going to be <laughs> way more quicksand in the world. That was, a, that was legit. Quicksand, lava. There was always quicksand. What else? That we were going to spontaneously combust because we spend a lot of time on stop, drop, and roll. Oh, yeah. I thought there would be a lot more people on fire. A lot more people on fire. There's some dangers. Um, oh, can- strangers offering me candy. I thought that was going to happen like all yeah, the time. nobody ever offered nope. me candy. No, nope, strangers offered. Probably so, good because I would have taken it. Right? So, but Edie has that in her mind. Like she's sorting through all of that, like what strangers you can and can't talk to and things. But the war thing was hard for me to, and she just said it tonight too. Like when they become a little bit more aware of the real the, world. The stranger thing in a small town is tough because, like, virtually everybody's a stranger to her. Right. But we know. Most people. A lot of people. Well, I mean, it's different a little bit now than it was, but. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's talking that to her. If they talk to her, we know that. Yeah. You know, if they're even anywhere close to her, it's somebody in her school mm-hmm. or something, you know, like, we know them. Yeah. But she doesn't know. And she's such them. a rule follower. Like, yeah, there's just things out there that she wants to sort out that she wants to be so black and white. I don't know. This is a dark road. I don't really want to Yeah, well, that's, anyway, that's the, that was the crux of the column because that's something that, well, because oh, it kind of stemmed from, remember when our friends were over and their son was talking about witches and she, and he was telling her all about witches and making up stories and they started getting nervous because mm-hmm. Edie want knows what's real and make believe. Like she also doesn't really believe in Santa because she can't see him. She's not like a fantasy type girl. She, she plays along. She plays along, but she's never believed that Santa was real. When she sees a Santa dressed up, it's like, well, he's dressed up, but where's the real, like she very yeah. much is pragmatic about that stuff. So the witches thing, I was like, well, there's no such thing as witches. Like they just don't exist. And so then she's like, it's like unicorns. They're not real. And, but just in case they made little signs that said no witches. <laughs> oh yeah, they put them. I 
came home from work and saw the no witches. They on made the, a whole bunch on of their bedrooms. There was signs that say no, no witches, witches on their bedroom door, just in case I was wrong about the witches thing. And I just the column is basically me saying I wish I could say that it, that war and bad things that happen in this world were fantastical, just in books. And um, yeah, that's what parenthood does to you. It just you're in the middle of supper and they say things like. <laughs> Well, when she said that to me, uh, like, like, is everybody, but is ever because you, uh, you're safe, I said to her, you're safe. And then two minutes later, but is everyone in the world safe tonight? That's what she asked. She wants everyone in yeah, the world. No, so she's a little like empath. Telling her, you know, we've had to have talks about not everyone in the world has food. Right. You know, not everyone has water. Not everyone has a place to sleep. Not, you know. That kind of compassion that they need to, have to foster convey that message somehow without you know traumatizing them I know well and then she just feels things so the other day <laughs> so deeply which that's where she's like me can't not really into basketball but she gets upset over this she gets in the car and it was like a Friday so she was tired and she how's your day well kid in my class and then she just starts crying a kid in my class asked if anyone liked pineapple on their pizza, and he wanted everyone to raise their hand because he said hey, liking pineapple on your pizza was stupid, and then she starts crying, but I like pineapple on my pizza, and he shouldn't ask kids that question. <laughs> and she's all worried about me. Kids are jerks. I know. Like, why would he even ask that? I didn't want to raise my hand because he was going to make fun of me. It's like, oh, man, you just want to shelter them from all of this. I just want, you, you do and you don't. They don't. You, they need to learn how to cope with it, right? And she can't imagine a world in where no one would, you know, someone wouldn't follow Goes the back rules. To her being an innocent soul. Yeah, she's just fresh and new, and Rosie's been through it all already. She's already knows how to handle that. Yeah, I feel like Rosie would make that other kid feel bad about not like. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that's what this col- week's column is about. But I'm, I I hope that, that she would say, I didn't say I did that. Oh, yeah, we had a lot of that today. <laughs> Deny, and bl- she blamed something on Edie today. I don't remember what it was. Something Just that like she left. Supper. Did you eat all your supper? Yep, should I check? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm, no, you didn't eat all your supper. <sighs> okay. Yeah, she tried. She's tried to get away with, <laughs> with a lot of it. <laughs> um, but anyway, well, thanks for waking up from putting Rosie to bed and to visit with me about my... I wasn't full blast asleep this time. Okay. I, was, I was just in the almost sleep. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock now. It's I my bedtime. I have a challenge for people. Just lay quietly in a dark room <laughs> for 45 minutes. See if you can stay awake. See if you stay awake. See, that might be a counter. That might be a good exercise for people who can't fall asleep. Like switch your mindset. You to You can't fall asleep you have to lay here but you can't fall asleep but if you want to try this again at 2 30 i will be awake so i heard something about that okay (laughs) it's sugar in my diet i know you think so no no this is about absolutely has a thing this is about ghosts what it probably is yeah Yeah, definitely it's about ghosts. No, so the, the sugar was another. I was listening thing. to a pod, another podcast, and this guy moved into a new apartment. He said that he's never woke up at three in the morning, ever. Really, and it's then not he a thing. Forty. <laughs> no, I think he's <laughs> older than us. He moved into this new apartment, and he was waking up every ne- every morning at three o'clock in the morning, and didn't know what the deal was. Well, I don't know how he got into this, but he contacted like a woman who was a uh, like ghost whisperer <laughs> like a <laughs> Chad's rolling his eyes <laughs> what are they called like Shysters. a medium a shyster what's that German people for medium who, who steal your money <laughs> oh yeah yeah but um and she said oh uh that's when the spirit world let me see if I can say <laughs> this is not me saying I believe in this <laughs> but it tracks a little bit crosses over with the living at three in the morning. Have you ever heard of the witching hour? Yes, the witching hour. It's three in the morning, apparently. Guess what time I wake up almost every night, 2.30 or three in the morning, even with a time change in the witching hour. I'm just saying. 
were in a spot other people lived. Yeah, but they lived. They didn't die. Well, they died here, too. No. Not in the house, but on this property. <laughs> on the whole ranch, I'm sure somebody's died. And they're like, ooh, I like we your house. We have no proof of that, but somebody probably has Oh, died. yeah. Down in this spot, maybe. Well, there's other, yeah, souls here before us. Not in recorded history. So they might um, just want to come say hi. So the lady told them when, can't do that in the daytime. when you wake up at three in the morning to tell the ghost. To say hi? Yeah. She said that. This woman's insane. <laughs> <laughs> just say, hello, what do you need from me or something? <laughs> Look, I'm not your servant. I'm not going to ask them what they want. <laughs> anyway, it's something I, to I think about. sleep. It's something to think about when you wake up at three in the morning. That or don't walk, Don't look at your device before you go to bed. That's what yeah, wakes me up. Think about ghosts at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's a sure way to get you to go right back to sleep. Ghosts and war. That's what we're doing here in the Schofield house at night. No, not all of us. No. <laughs> I get up and eat cereal. Yeah, that'll do it. Have a little sugar cereal and try to go back to bed. Yep, nothing like four bowls of Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> Good tip, good tip. Well, I hope you can hear us a little bit better. We're back on track now. We got the technology and are having fun sharing our story with you. And I look forward to anyone that people have been emailing me. They send me stories. I love that this woman just sent me all those pictures. Um, if you have anything you want to hear us talk about or you have points to make, email us. And um, we'd love to hear your story. I have a deadline for the column tomorrow, and I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I have no idea. <laughs> so if anyone wants to <laughs> give me some ideas. <laughs> I feel like par for the course. Uh, always. And it's, yeah, it's right up against the wire. So anyways, um, that's all I got. How about you write about the witching hour? <laughs> I feel like people don't respond well when I talk about ghosts. <laughs> I did that once when we had an electrical problem. <laughs> I spun a yarn <laughs> you s yeah. about how I thought it was ghosts. Um, yeah, I got a lot of emails saying it was an electrical problem and that our house was going to burn down. <laughs> so you so. used to talk about the oil field gremlins all the time. Oh, really? What's that? Just because stuff breaks. like. Mm. Things that were perfectly fine yesterday, then they don't work today. There's no reason for them not to work. They That's just quit like working. There's it's oil the field gremlins, the gremlins and there's farming gremlins. Like someone was just, one of my friends was just talking about that. Like you put a piece of machinery away <laughs> for the year and you, and it works and it's perfectly fine. And then three months later you go to operate it again and it absolutely doesn't work. Like that's an actual thing. Mm -hmm. So it's probably ghosts. <laughs> probably. I'm not really scared of that, I don't think. But I've never seen one. I just kind of know, potentially, that there could be. And I think I'm okay with it. I think. Until I see one. <laughs> you know that your brain produces a chemical that's the same chemical you get from eating trippy mushrooms? What? It's called DMT. When? When you're sleeping? All the time. It just produces a trippy chemical? Yeah. So you can go on like a psychedelic trip no. in your own head without taking any. Now, what? That's what a lot of people think that ghosts, why, why are people see ghosts. Why aren't people talking about this more? This is a thing that happens to yes, people? Yes, this is a real thing. What? What? <laughs> it's a real thing. So you could just be hanging out? And you, like, go on a psychedelic trip for no reason? Well, there is a reason. Your brain produces this chemical. If so it overproduces it, then you go on a psychedelic trip. Is it, like, schizophrenia? So, well, essentially, that's what dreams are. Yeah. No, it's not schizophrenia. It's just... It just happens to you when you're in the world? It doesn't happen to all people all the time, but it, yes, it can. But you're saying it happens to people who see ghosts. That's a theory. Is that people who see ghosts and who see Bigfoot and who see these things, aliens? Mm. Is, is it based on something that you, like, you kind of have that in your imagination anyway? So, like, I know nothing about trip tripping out on anything. I don't either. Like, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I just know that this exists. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe I should write about that. 
<laughs> I feel like you might need to read an article or two before Dear you write about diary. it. Dear <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Well, that makes sense. But not really. It's a scientific explanation for the unexplained. Huh. <laughs> I'm kind of like taken aback. <laughs> I have drugs in my head. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? what? That could explain a lot of things. <laughs> I would just like to know how I can like make myself produce a little extra sometimes when you just want to go on a trip. But, yeah. Hmm. Because there are people who legit think that they have a um, ability to talk to the not living anymore. And they have examples of things happening to them where they get summoned or they get spoken to or they, you know. Mm -hmm. But that could potentially be like a malfunction of your brain Yeah, well, I mean, those people are charlatans. But what's that? What's a charlatan? What? You're the way lady who says spin a yarn and you don't <laughs> know what a charlatan is? Well, maybe I don't know the exact like definition. Like people who sell snake oil. They're like oh, people. but I don't think now don't just discount it because you don't believe it because I think you've seen a ghost. You've seen a ghost. I know I have. So. But now I think it was my brain. Oh, dumping drugs in my head. Okay, but just because that's a whole lot less scary than actual ghosts. There are people who see ghosts and talk to them or whatever that aren't trying to sell you something; they're just telling their experience. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just saying it's a possible actual. So that's maybe why you wake up at three in the morning and say, "Hello, ghost." (laughs) I don't know why you wake up at three in the morning. Why do you wake up at three in the morning for cereal? I don't know. You wake up because the spirit world is crossing over. Because Rosie makes me go to bed at 8.30, so (laughs) then I wake up at 3, because I think it's morning time, and it's not. Okay. Well, well, I'll do some research, and we'll come back. (laughs) We'll swing back around, because I learned something here. I do every week talking to you. Um, Surprisingly, I've been married to you for 57 years, so you just come up with things that you know that you never told me? Like you knew about that all these years, and you never told me? I didn't know about all of the years. I just learned it. Well, a while ago, but learned it. You could have shared that with me. (laughs) It's not a thing that comes up in everyday conversation. Like, how do you know when you're hallucinating? If you're, I'm just, oh, I'm just hallucinating now. Have you seen the beautiful mind? Yeah, terrifying. Terrifying, because you don't know if you're hallucinating. I hate this. I hate it. You don't know. What is real? I might not even be be here. Are you or you're an illusion? What are we anyway? Particles, just particles. (laughs) Particles. (laughs) And with that, I will bid you good night. night. (laughs) You're a really beautifully constructed stack of particles. (laughs) Good lord. Okay. Bye, love you. Bye. (laughs) My daughter Edie is a little scared of witches. Well, she wasn't really until recently when a friend of hers came over and started telling witch stories convincingly enough that she began to wonder if maybe he wasn't as full of beans as she originally thought. Plus, it was past her bedtime, it was dark, she had a couple popsicles, and the world was feeling a little off-kilter. And so she came to me. Are witches real? She asked me, her mother, the one who's supposed to know all the things, and also because she's too young to Google it. And of course I said no. I made a good argument about it, too, making sure to tell her that I've been alive for a long time and I've seen a lot of things, but I've never seen a witch. They are make-believe for the fun of a story, and take it from me, you're safe and sound in this house surrounded by mysterious trees that have just shed all their leaves under a moonlit sky with the coyotes howling in the distance. She listened intently with a concerned look and then nodded her head quietly and said, Okay. And then she decided that she'd better make a no witches allowed sign to hang on all of our doors. You know, just in case. My daughter Edie is a soul who feels things a little bit deeper. She cries out of excitement and sentiment, and also just today when I picked her up from school, she cried as she reported that a kid in school said no one should like pineapple on their pizza, but she does like pineapple on her pizza, and kids shouldn't call out other kids that way. 
She's cried over injustices like that and out of sheer cuteness about the new baby kittens or the bottle calves and just yesterday over the fact that her birthday is only 23 days away. But so far in her short life, except for her brief stint truly fearing hot lava, I've rarely seen her cry out of fear. And while I haven't heard much about the witches lately, Edie's become worried about something else, something I'm having a hard time explaining away with my magic motherly logic. Edie's worried about war. It comes up between the bedtime book and the snuggle when I turn the lights out and it becomes quiet and no math problem she's working out in her head or spelling words she's visualizing or song that I can sing can help quiet it. She saw it on TV somewhere, probably just in passing, likely images of what's happening in Ukraine mixed with the little she knows about history and the way humans move through this world, sometimes hurting one another beyond comprehension. And so she's trying to comprehend. And honestly, aren't we all? I answer her worries the best I can in those quiet moments with something like, kids don't have to worry about things like this. That's why you have parents and grown-ups. You're safe here with us at the ranch. We're here to keep you safe. I wish I could tell her that war is like witches and dragons and ogres, dark fiction made up to give us the spooks. But I can't. And if I'm being honest, I'm scared too when I look out at the world and see its darkness, understanding there are so many things out of our control, wondering too, what would I do if I no longer felt safe in my own home? But is everyone in the world safe tonight? She asks me as she snuggles into the crook of my arm. How do I answer that one? Even if war were nothing but a made-up dark chapter in a fairy tale, the answer to this question is most certainly no. No. Not everyone has a warm bed to sleep in. Not every kid is loved and snuggled and read three books and fed a warm supper. Not everyone knows where they're going to sleep tonight or if they're safe. There's no manual for this, and I'm searching for a six-year-old version of the truth, one that helps my child understand gratitude and compassion, but doesn't scare her or make her feel helpless. So I tell her we can help where we can. We can write down our worries. We can say a quiet prayer. We can love one another. We can plan our birthday party and be kind and cook each other supper. And when it's dark and it's past our bedtime and we've had a couple popsicles and the world is feeling a little off kilter, we need to remember that we have each other. And for now, that has to be enough. Thank you for listening to this week's Stories from the Ranch. If you want more content, you can follow me on Instagram at jessieveter or Facebook at Veter Ranch. If you want more information about my music, you want to download it or hear more, you can find that at jessievetermusic.com or anywhere where you listen to music. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.